This is the Read Your Bible Podcast, the daily podcast designed to help you understand and apply the scriptures. Nothing will grow your relationship with Jesus Christ more than studying the Bible for yourself. I'm your host, Drew Tankersley, and for the next few moments, I want to invite you to join me as we dive into God's Word together. We'll ask God to help us see what He wants us to see so that we can be who He wants us to be. You can learn a lot about the heart of a Jesus follower by watching their treatment of outsiders. One of the most interesting things about Jesus is that people who looked nothing like Jesus actually enjoyed being with Jesus the most. Jesus liked those who looked nothing like him. He was called a friend of sinners. He wore what was meant as a pejorative term as a badge of honor. For this is why he came, to reach those who were farthest from him. He would say that those who think themselves to be well have no need of a physician. Jesus had come to those who were deeply in need of him, and they knew it, even if they were radically different from him. I once heard Louis Giglio say, Of course Jesus ate with sinners. Who else would he eat with? The truth is, Jesus came to us when we could not have been more different from him. And if we are to follow him, we will do the same with those around us. We're looking today at Acts chapter 8, and I want to look at verses 6 through 8, and then verses 26 through 28. The crowds were all paying attention to what Philip said as they listened and saw the signs that he was performing. For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed, so that there was great joy in the city. Verse 26. An angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, Get up and go south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is the desert road. So he got up and went. There was an Ethiopian man, a eunuch and high official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to worship in Jerusalem and was sitting in his chariot on the way home, reading the prophet Isaiah aloud. Here we see again the exploits of one of the deacons who had previously served in Acts chapter 6. Their work in the business of handling the food distribution for the widows of the church became the proving ground for their exploits later. Discipleship produces great rewards in areas like deaconship as it becomes that opportunity for spiritual development which will propel them forward toward maturity in their faith and prepare them well for the ministry endeavors to which God will eventually call them. In Acts chapter 8, we learn that God uses Philip tremendously in Samaria. Because of the persecution of the early church, God was using that persecution to spread the message of the gospel and accomplish the commission that God had sent them to proclaim. In many ways, God used the persecution to achieve his purpose of spreading that gospel message. And here we see two specific instances. Samaria was a region that was not well-liked by most God-fearing Jews. The Jews thought of Samaritans as half-breed dogs who were not liked or accepted by most purebred Jews. And yet Philip is experiencing a revival of sorts among these people. 
Crowds are paying attention to the signs that he is performing. There is great joy in the city, and they're really experiencing somewhat of a revival there. We learn that both men and women are baptized, and God is truly at work. And then, after the dispute with Simon the sorcerer, we learn in verse 26 that an angel tells Philip to leave the budding revival, during the meeting no less, and go south into the desert. We learn that he is sent there by God to meet a man of sorts who has come from Ethiopia and is returning from Jerusalem, where he had come to worship. He is seated in his chariot reading Isaiah 53, and Philip comes to him and leads him from that passage to the cross, and the man is baptized. Looking deeper, though, we learn a critically important truth. This eunuch was a servant of Candace, a title for the queen of Ethiopia. Often, servants like this would be castrated as young children, so their loyalty to the royal family would not be questioned. Since they couldn't procreate, the leaders often felt safer with these servants. But what is so astounding is that he had come over 1,500 miles from Ethiopia to Jerusalem to worship the Jewish God. Now, the Jewish historian Josephus says that the queen of Sheba in Ethiopia was romantically involved with Solomon, and the two likely had children. Hence, there would have been at least a partially Jewish population in Ethiopia. Many Christian sources believe this to be so, including Irenaeus and Jerome. So this man traveled 1,500 miles to worship the God of the Jews. And Deuteronomy 23, 7, and 8 would have granted him access to the temple courts to worship God, but not into the temple itself. While he is there, he would have learned about the prophets, namely Isaiah, a scroll he is now reading on his way home. He's digging to find out more about this God and is confused about Isaiah 53. We see all that come to bear in Philip's meeting with him because he tells him about Jesus, and perhaps three chapters later in Isaiah 56, verses 1 through 8, how even foreigners and eunuchs are gathered into Israel by God, how he, through Jesus, even invites the half-breeds, the eunuchs, the outcasts, to come to faith in God through Jesus Christ. Now, this is an incredible picture. Because the Great Commission is being fulfilled right before our very eyes. The gospel that began in Jerusalem had now spread to Judea and Samaria, and then in Acts 10 to the uttermost parts of the world. Now, as we seek to apply these things, we have to ask ourselves, are we willing to leave the comforts of our revival to go to the desert to talk some, to someone who is radically different than we are? Philip's obedience is on full display. I mean, things are going well in Samaria. People are coming to faith. Miracles are happening. Evil spirits are being cast out. This revival is big stuff, and yet he abandons all of it to obey God, to go into the desert, to talk to one guy who is radically different than he is. But why did God bring us close in the gospel? that brought us near to God if he can't send us to those who are far away from him. We are brought near to God to bring others near to him. 
Jesus was willing to come to foreigners, all of us, sinful, broken, and blind to his holiness, even to the point of being willing to subject himself to death for us as sinners. We were all foreigners to God, and yet he came to us. And if we are to follow him, we have to be willing to drop the comforts of our revival, to run to the foreigners in the desert, as Philip did. This mindset is what it is to follow Jesus. So shame on us if we don't intentionally prioritize relationships with those who may be different than we are. Even the eunuchs in the desert. They are looking for God, traveling hundreds of miles in their pursuit of him. Shame on us if we know the answer, but we won't stop what we're doing long enough to show them the way. So Jesus, help us prioritize relationships with people who look radically different than us, even with people who may be in the deepest of sin. Help us to follow you to the deserts of this world to find African eunuchs who need the gospel. This is the attitude of the heart of Jesus. May it be our heart as well. In your name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us today for the Read Your Bible podcast. For the show notes to today's episode, please visit readyourbible.info. While you're there, you can listen to past episodes as well as access a host of additional resources designed to help you grow in your faith. It's all there for you at readyourbible.info. That's readyourbible.info. For more information about South Seminole Baptist Church, just go to southseminole.com. Have a great weekend. Join us on Monday as together we help you learn to read your Bible.